Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Yeah, I think we got work to do. I think uh, there's a lot to, uh, to improve upon. So, you know, we're playing three really good opponents up ahead, um, you know, and, and we're probably going to need every one. So, you know, there's not a lot of room for error, and, uh, and we've got to you know, tighten the screws here and, uh, and play our best football down the stretch. Oh, dude, I, that is a man who is not having fun at his job. And that was, in fairness, the worst performance of his career. He also was harassed by Akeem uh, Hicks all night in that game. This is, uh, this is Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment therapy, you name it. And uh, we do Viking statements usually on Mondays after those games. I think let's let's do. We did statements yesterday. Let's just let's let's get right to. It. We'll get to Randy and Cottage Grove at some point. But Judd, why don't you lead us off with the first Viking statement here after what I thought was a gritty and uh, epic win last night on national TV? All right. A win is a win is a win in the National Football League. You guys can nitpick all you want. I'll just be over here football, celebrating the Vikings back to 500. What a Central Division collision that was, huh? <laughs> Woo. All right. Statement that was a football one. game. Yes. It was a football game. It involved a football. I saw it. Statement number one. The Vikings were never going to lose that game. So as much as we feared Vikings and Chicago, it's always tough, and it usually is. And this one was tough, but the Bears, oh, Bears just got the ball. Oh, this is it. Bears are coming back. I never thought for one second they might lose this game. The Bears were one for five in the red zone, inept as could be. Partial credit to the Vikings, but a large demerit. The Bears are terrible. The Bears, uh, the Bears find ways to undermine themselves that you couldn't even script. It's so embarrassingly bad. And I never felt during the course of that game last night like there was a realistic chance that even a team that lost at Detroit, I never felt the Vikings were capable of blowing that game. Looking bad, yes. Blowing the game, no. I wavered a little when the Bears were making one of those trips into the red zone you know, five, six, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And I was like, ah, is this where they're going to get their first touchdown and the Vikings are going to find a way to go three and out or something? But it, it, scoring two touchdowns always felt like a tall task for the Bears offense. Yes. That Bears offense can actually move the ball pretty well between the 20s. Yeah. It's the most incompetent I've ever seen in NFL offense once they get inside the 20 and inside the 10. They find ways to self-destruct. Think five, five trips to the red zones for the Bears. Five trips yep. to the red zone, three points. Yep. One for well, five. they know that they nine, score because they had the yeah. they had the garbage time and touchdown. I'm not counting that last. Who gives yeah. a crap? I didn't even know that happened that until we started vent line. Why yeah. don't they line up for an extra point? Asking for a friend in Vegas. Um, I believe they waived that rule after after the miracle game where where the Saints had to send guys back on to the field because the the rule then was that the Vikings had to attempt the extra point. And I believe the Saints sent, sent like four guys on, including the punter. And I think at that point, the, the league then that March said, forget about it. If un- Unless unless the extra point is going to be of consequence to the actual result, not the point spread result, we don't care anymore. Because it was a seven-point spread 
in most yeah. sports books by the time that game k- kicked off. And that I'm sure there were a lot of very interested betters out there, right? Oh, my. Oh, look at this. Gambling is dangerous for the health. <laughs> very dangerous for the health. <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm not going to pull punches. I've already unloaded a lot of these in Purple Daily. But my first statement is Kirk Cousins teammates have bailed him out the last two weeks. I mean, this is the most important stretch. This is December football, man. Playoffs are on the line. And I don't know where Kirk Cousins has been. And, yes, he's been getting pressured. And I know a lot of people would, would rather me and us tee off on the offensive line. And the offensive line was especially Mason. Mason Cole was really bad last night. He just uh, he kept getting forklifted back into Kirk Cousins. And that's problematic. But over the last two weeks, according to Pro Football Focus, when facing pressure, Cousins is 0 for 18 on pass attempts with two interceptions. 0 for 18. You're never going to eliminate pressure, all right? It's not realistic to just, like, put a brick wall up and let Kirk sit back there all day to throw all the time. I know that, that like, that's where everyone's mind goes. Well, then you need to eliminate pressures. Dude, it's December, January football. You're going to be facing the best teams. You're telling me you're going to face the Rams this next week or in the playoffs, and your goal is eliminate pressure. Zero pressures, right? No, the goal needs to be despite pressure, how can you still complete passes and make plays down the field and move the chains? In the last two weeks, again, 0 for 18, two interceptions. Uh, they got to figure this out. Either Cousins has to find a way to be better. They've got to find ways to protect, especially in the interior. It's just a, it's a disaster. They won the game despite it, and they won the game despite him being bad against pressure last week. I don't know if I'd keep tempting that fate, though, in these must-win games down the stretch. Something's got to change. I got an idea. Run more. Just run more. In fact, you know what? Run every play. Run every single down. See what happens. It's like at some point, you got to throw, guys. At some point. <laughs> you know, the forward pass, I've never really enjoyed it. <laughs> what, I enjoy, what I enjoy is that cloud of dust that kicks up when Dalvin gets going. And they are. I want to say they're like, t- I think they're top 10 in the league in pass attempts. So in terms of like the split. It's just like from half to half, this can look like a completely different franchise. And Kirk Cousins can go a six-week stretch and be amazing against pressure and be getting the ball out to K.J. Osborne on a crossing route or Jefferson down the field. And then when the when the lights get a little brighter and the season gets a little bit more, you know, clenchy late late December, whatever, yep. he just like, you know, he shrinks in big spots. It's been his entire career. Where do the Vikings rank when it comes to if you just if you don't watch them and and you go and look at the stats? I think the stats are like, oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, offensively, yeah. But the eye test to me tells such a different story. It tells such a more detailed story of like what could be, um, which I don't think the statistics do. I think the statistics are like, oh, oh. I get it. Yeah, not bad. Yes. And then you watch him and you're like, but hold on a second here. What are you doing? Yes. They, by the way, after last night, they went from offensively, they were fifth in yards per play going into the into the game. They dropped all the way to 13th wow. after last night's Whoa. performance because they only averaged three yards per play. Wow. It was, it was one of the ugliest, most atrocious offensive performances of the Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer era. But He's they won. Like- they won the game. I, I was going to say, they won. Five, ways to, the five ways to win. Being too negative. Too negative on here. Celebrate the win. No, that's my statement. My statement in the words of Al Davis. Just win, baby. Just win. Yeah. All right? It was ugly. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't inspiring. But damn it, they won a football game. They kept their playoff hopes alive. Even with their last two wins, the majority of the season being so up and down a roller coaster like and and hard to buy in, they get to play spoiler the rest of the way. Embrace being the spoiler right now. If you're the Vikings, you've given the Packers fits before. The Rams are coming here on a short week on five days. The season is not over. You get to play spoiler the rest of the way. So don't worry about anything else for right now. I know you might need a little bit of help in the NFC. Don't worry about that right now. All I would worry about is winning, baby. You've won three straight primetime games in Chicago. They've won three straight primetime games in Chicago. That hasn't happened. They barely win at Soldier Field. That's the third straight Monday night football win they've had in Chicago. Now they have to play the Rams. They get to play the Packers in Lambeau for coming home to play the Bears again to close the regular season. Just win, baby. Just win. That's all you got to do. What if if this is the start? Okay, 
How dumb are Judd and I going to look, and how brilliant is Declan going to look when this team chips away, they beat the Rams, they win it at Lambeau Field, they secure the 6th or the 7th seed, and they go on a 2007 Giants-like run to the Super Bowl. Remember? Percent chance yeah. that that happens. Uh, Percent two. chance that they that, that they make. I'll a say run. two. Oh well, you're Mister Optimism. I'll say two. Well, it's negative, still, it's still f- difficult. That's two out of a hundred times. It's negative five percent. Yeah, Got two. No Were people thinking? All right, let me because you know the 07 Giants are. Uh, that's an example that people keep bringing up. You know, year after year with Mike Zimmer and just like, but the Giants did it right. Yeah, Giants. <laughs> you know, with Eli Manning. All right. Uh, you know, with three weeks to go in the regular season. Were people thinking that that team could do damage in the playoffs? No, because I don't think they were. I think I don't think it was until the last week of the season where they gave the Patriots a run in Week 17, mm-hmm. and people are like, "Oh, okay, interesting." Mm-hmm. Up until mm-hmm. the Favre epic interception and the Giants win in the NFC Championship game, my most memorable playoff memory from that season was Tom Coughlin's red ass face from the cold in Lambeau. <laughs> Oh yeah, the conference championship. I think his frostbitten cheeks are in the Hall of Fame. I think they're like. I think in a they're glass. just still red. I don't think he's ever come off that red face. Oh, I'm sure he did some permanent damage, right? <laughs> oh, easily, sure. dude. I'm sure it did some permanent damage. <laughs> just saying, okay, if they if they beat the Rams and they beat the Packers, then we can yeah. talk. Negative five percent. We can talk. Just win, baby. All right, back to back to Judge. Just win. All right, I'm going to go with a positive. That it goes outside of the win, but it certainly involved it. But big picture, my statement is this. Zim has done it again. <laughs> DJ Wanham, defensive end. Welcome to the party of defensive ends for the Zimmer-led Vikings that have had profound long-term impacts. Wanham last night, three sacks, two tackles for a loss, four QB hits, forced fumble. All right? He now has six sacks in 2021 in 13 games. Welcome to the Zimmer um, um, adult table of defensive ends where we have Mr. Hunter, we have Mr. Griffin, and now we have Mr. Wanham. Zim, Zim's at the end, I think, as coach of this team, and, and there are a lot of things to pick on. But there's never really been a doubt in my mind that there are certain areas where he can find guys, and and I don't know if it's him. It probably has a lot to do with coaching staff, but they develop players really well. Defensive end, which is, by the way, a hard place to find guys, is one. Wanham's game last night, I think, should not be dismissed. And I'm very curious if this if this does get him far more of a permanent spot at that table with some guys who turned into very good pass rushing ends under Zimmer with the Vikings. Yeah, I think what uh, what the analytics geeks would tell you is that DJ Wanham, the sacks were were flowing last night, but like he's not a high pressure rate defensive end, and so he's not ne- he's never going to be like on the level of a Daniel Hunter. But I think you're just looking for a starter right now, right? Like you're looking for someone. As long as Daniil Hunter is going to stay with this team, which is a question this offseason because there's kind of a fork in the road with his contract that they're going to have to figure out. Yeah, But you're looking for just yeah. like a good quality starting player that if given one-on-one opportunities, you know, as they put more attention on the other side of the line of scrimmage can take advantage. He's kind of the Ray Edwards, right? You just need him to be like Ray Edwards was 10 yeah. years ago but what if he with, takes with the next Jared step? Allen and the Williams wall. But what if last night was the start of something special? It could have been. It you just been. don't know. You don't know. Look at that ray of positivity. Ladies and gentlemen, Judd's old <laughs> Rampant ray of positivity. Vikings positivity. Kool-Aid. <laughs> Just guzzling Kool-Aid here. Um, all right, uh, I'm, I'm going to say it. That was my second statement is that was one of the worst officiated football games I've ever seen in my life. From nobody jumping on the mic to explain what was happening. Like at one point <laughs> they reversed. they reversed that Kirk Cousins first down scramble. There was a challenge flag thrown. And but then, like, the it wasn't actually challenged. Like they, and then you know there'd be these reviews, and he would just get on the microphone and be like, uh, "The play stands," you know. So bad communication. They're they're just rifling flags for fifteen yard penalties on ticky tack stuff. They're they're ejecting Eric Kendricks, and I get that should have been a fifteen yard penalty, but like he clearly tried to pull up. He doesn't have a dirty history, and like they're throwing him out of the oh, game. They had a terrible game. At one point, Justin Jefferson got freaking tackled 12 or 15 yards off the line of scrimmage, and, and Kirk Cousins inexplicably floats up a duck to the safety. It's like, why? what do you think happened to Justin Jefferson? Did he, did he trip over the 30-yard line? 
You know, so one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in my life watching football. I think that's on point. Yeah, that thing was a debacle. There was, I'm telling you, for the most part, there was nobody who had a a good night aside from Wanham and Hicks probably, who both did. But beyond that, like, who was fun to watch? Beyond those two, who was, like, really fun to watch last night? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bears what, was the name, what was the name the of the head official? I thought yeah. that guy's form was great when Scott he was playing. Scott Novak. That guy. Head official. He, he should be fired today. <laughs> I'd fire him and his crew. Fire him. Yeah, fired. Fired. I think sometimes those guys might get nervous. Like, they're on national TV. It's Monday Night Football. You got coaches screaming at you. It kind of felt like, for a while, they were just trying to get back at Matt Nagy for berating them early in the game. And he but, loved but it. Then, they flagged, they flagged him. Have you ever seen an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for a coach yelling at a ref in the NFL? It doesn't happen. It's the much. first time I've ever seen that. Oh my god, he's yelling at me! And then after the game, you know Scott Novak, who speaks to the media when you know the media has questions, where he said, "I'm not going to repeat what he said, but you know it crossed a certain line." It's like didn't so Matt Nagy's the one in yeah. you know my 30 years watching football. Bill Parcells never got flagged that I saw. Bill Belichick, like the guys who just berate coaches, and but Matt Nagy's the one that crossed the line. He's the one that made the "your mom wears army boots" comment, and that was apparently too much for this officiating crew to handle. Get out of here! Ridiculous. All right, my next statement is: uh, don't take shots of rail beverages. Uh, I mean this, and I'm going to put this in the context of the Vikings game. So. You're playing a depleted group of defensive backs, but your offense has top-shelf capabilities. You have Justin Jefferson still. K.J. Osborne's coming into his own. Dalvin Cook is still a very good running back, obviously, and one of the more dynamic backs in the league. But instead, you're taking shots down the field to Tyler Conklin. To me, that's like asking for a shot of rail vodka when there is a great top-shelf liquor <laughs> Disposal at your content with unlimited money. Your credit card line is free. It's empty. You have a, so many times, so many opportunities to cash in on a top-level shot, and instead, we're going to Tyler Conklin. We're throwing to CJ Ham. There's other great things to drink and at your disposal, and instead, you're asking for the bottom-shelf liquor. What are we doing here with the offense against a Bears defense that was starting practice squad players? They ended yeah, up targeting a little more, a little, yeah. more a little Justin Jefferson on the rocks. Yeah, give, give me ask for. double bright. They double br- bracketed him on the rock. It was, it was a shelf it. too high, but there's a ladder. But there's a ladder. No, there's a shelf too high. You have daddy's Fred credit Heights. card here, okay? This is oh, it's, this is no. not even like, oh, I'm on a budget. Oh, I'm a cheap college student, or, or I'm, a, I'm a, just a nice working class man who wants a shot of real. No, no, no. You have top shelf liquor here. Why are we asking for the bottom of the barrel? Take shots down the field with the playmakers and put the ball in the hands of playmakers that should be carving up a very bad Bears team. It baffled yeah. me. Last night, the Vikings only completed four passes that traveled 10 or more yards in the air. So it didn't, uh, didn't quite happen that way. Mm. Judd? Next statement. Enough with the damn tornado siren. Whoever played that blasted tornado siren in Soldier Field, every time the Bears did something on defense like you know what the gallahorn totally get it vikings um it it can get on your nerves sort of sometimes i guess but not really but a tornado siren gets on your nerves every single time and that's what the bears blast in soldier field and it's like if the opposing offense takes a penalty they blast it so it's not like real special occasions a great plays it's the most annoying i mean i have been watching the sport since i think 1978 this is the single most annoying nfl thing i've ever heard a, a tornado siren is it more annoying than the, than the vuvuzelas at no, the world ugh. cup that's soccer no that's more that's worse but i'm saying this is the most annoying football thing <laughs> oh the the yeah that was absolutely that was absolutely because that was torture. That was torturous. <laughs> this is just annoying, and they do it every time. And by the way, your team stinks, so just peel back on that. But get rid <laughs> of the that. tornado siren. You know what you can play? A bear growling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play a damn bear growling. A That's dog. fine. 
Speaking of, I think it's a good transition real quick. Uh, this is, We'll call this uh, the halftime experience of uh, statements. Let's hear from some depressed Bears fans, courtesy of the Score 670 in Chicago. Bears vent line. Set, go. If you're George McCaskey and you are sitting in that skybox tonight and you see everything you saw, undisciplined play, lousy offense, turnovers, failure to execute in the red zone, Mm, mm, if you've got any pride about the organization, this guy worked hard for you, Matt Nagy. Put him out of his misery and move on. It has gotten to the point where we are a national embarrassment. G- gotten you tonight. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, my next statement is: they really should just put Matt Nagy out of his misery at this point. <laughs> yeah, so there's man. a new rule in the NFL where you can, if you've fired your coach already, you can interview candidates starting with two weeks to go in the regular season. So basically, starting in what a week? Mm-hmm. I think the Monday after. Yes. This coming Sunday. So, like, in less than a week, you can start to interview candidates. Mm-hmm. So, if you're the Bears, wouldn't you just want to get a head start? They've yeah. never fired a coach in season. It's remarkable. Yeah, but like they, they never had the incentive of, of being able to interview oh, sure, guys no. in week 16. But 17. I'm saying, what a weird thing. Like, this team's had awful years, just like this. So, yes. But he looked like a guy last night who it's like, just fire him. Like, he, he looked, looked like... like and he this wanted is, to be fired. This is an old school reference for some of our younger listeners here, but uh, one of my favorite horror movies is The Shining with Jack Nicholson, mm-hmm. and he played he played Jack Torrance, who is a family man. He's a writer, and the family's going to stay in this you know abandoned uh, you know ski lodge during the winter. And like by the end of the like good intentions, all right, this is going to be great. And then by the end of the movie, he's like this murderous psychopath who's <laughs> been corrupted. And he's you know, he's turned on his family like that was Matt Nagy last night. I thought Matt Nagy was going to strangle some players and coaches, and I thought he was going to resort to physical was like violence. On the very top of his bald head, <laughs> just like just frothing. He's got the axe. He's just like you know, let me in. Fields, come in. Here's Johnny. Hair of the dog Amazing. that bit me. Yeah, that was that was Nagy. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's make one more round here of statements here, Declan. Uh, more of Justin Jefferson and Randy Moss content, please. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw in the pregame, those two dudes. Well, first off, Jefferson was showing him the gritty. He was wearing Moss's Pro Bowl jersey, I think, from the 04 season. I, 2000. From 2000. I love the Justin Jefferson and Randy Moss relationship, and I love that Randy Moss has kind of morphed into this more media nice guy. I mean, I know maybe deep down he still is kind of a a, a difficult guy to work with and be, but I kind of like that he's kind of gotten out of his shell and, and been the Randy Moss I think a lot of people want, wanted him to be. Um, and with Justin Jefferson, it's cool to see, man. I mean, Jefferson, you can make a case, is the most dynamic receiver that this team has had since Randy Moss. And by the way, this team has had Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen. They've had some nice receivers still come through. But I Devin love Roma should do. Yeah, Devin Roma should do. Michael Jenkins. Michael, Jen- Michael Jenkins was uh, great. Let's see, Bobby Wade. You know they Dude. they've. they've oh had nobody, some... nobody did this like Bobby Wade. Andre Allison. I got it. I got it. I got it. Greg Camarillo. Uh, just just so many great uh, wide Sorry, receivers. Benny Sapp for Greg Camarillo. What were they thinking? I love that that, uh, that 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 have come through. But I love the Justin Jefferson Randy Moss relationship. I think it's fun to see. I want more of that. Start a podcast or something. I love that. It's also awesome. Like you know, the the Vikings have had two falling outs with Randy Moss. You know, they had the, you know, the they traded him away in his prime to Oakland, and then he came in a blaze of glory six weeks, and he was gone. You know, in 2010, and they've still maintained that relationship with him. So the the Vikings have done a great job, despite some weird moments and tension. And you know, Randy definitely wasn't a great locker room guy in 2010. He's matured. He's got a great TV job. Vikings have. And the ownership and the front office have found a way to maintain their relationship. And so it's it's awesome to see him doing those features. Hopefully the Wolves can get the same thing with Kevin Garnett and their organization at some point. But mm. that's a whole well, Glenn, other Glenn's whole working on that right now. I hear behind the story. scenes, Glenn is working on that big time. Uh, Judd, what's your, what's your final Viking statement for now? The Vikings appear joyless even in victory. 
So how do I know it's over? How how do I know it's done? Because Judd, they might make the playoffs. What are you talking about? I mean, what if they make the playoffs? What if they make a playoff run? What if they, um, in covering teams, and, and I, I think we all can can agree, in covering teams, a lot of times you sort of have a feel for said team, and the Vikings, every step of the way, it feels like this year has been pulling teeth, has been difficult. And I don't mean in a, the games are close, yeah, it's great, and they win some. Ordinarily, that should be embraced. Like, oh, man, cardiac kids, look at these guys. And it's like from Zimmer to the players to the fan base last night on Ventline, everything is pulling teeth and is joyless. Yeah. And that's my starting point for saying it's done. Because if it's sports. Sports can, yes, sports is big business. It's ruthless. Uh, this is a brutal sport in, in and of itself. But if it's no fun for anybody, it ain't working. And last night was just the latest example of, okay, post game. Is this, go, is this going to be fun? Like, are you going to say, you know what? Another close game. We gave up a late touchdown because that's the Vikings, right? Zim leads off his post game uh, a speech to his players with what they did wrong, including the late touchdown. It's joyless. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull something up here for the YouTube audience. You can always check out either one of our YouTube channels, Score North or Purple Daily. They showed this two or three different times. This is uh, this is Kirk Cousins, and granted, like he had the worst game of his career, so you know I I get it. But this picture you're gonna see on the screen. This is, uh, I tweeted this out last night here. So this is Kirk Cousins, and I'll describe it. Helmet on, the look on his face. This wasn't just like a snapshot. Like, this is how his face looked for two seconds. He was staring off into the distance, literally looking like the Vikings got beat 40-10, to and his career was at a crossroads. Like, the look on his face was this faraway stare and they showed him for like 30 or 40 seconds, and then they went back to him a little bit later on, and he had this, this is like in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. So I'm with you, man. Like, you should be – I, I get why this team didn't celebrate that win because it's felt like Groundhog Day, yes. season after season, year after year in, in some ways. Yes. But yes. if the team were in a better spot, if they believed in the coach, if the quarterback had a different personality, I think they would rally around a game like that. I don't think that game has to feel depressing. It can just be you can almost laugh at it like, holy crap, can you believe how bad we played? And we still beat the brakes off this team. We were up by two touchdowns the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're not even in a position to be able to self-reflect in a positive way like that. They're not even able to say, Well, we know we're a hell of a lot better than that. So we can probably flush the you know, those three hours down the toilet. You know, at least we got out of dodge with a win. But like a game like that, even though they won, makes them question themselves because they know that they're not better than that. At this point, if that yep. makes sense, it's my psychological evaluation of this. They are here. they are trying to reach the finish line. That's how it feels. It's yeah, like there it is. Gonna... There, there's the finish line of of the marathon from hell football season. Let's get done with it. That's how it feels. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't. Know. I'll, I'll, I've got a couple more thoughts on this, but let's 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 pause because we got to get to our guy Randy and Cottage Grove, and those statements were presented by our friends at Federated. Mutual Insurance Company, where they've been around for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, and they've been helping business owners with risk management tools and resources. They help maximize the success of your business, and they help you put up, I don't know, blockers better than what we saw last night with the Vikings. And they do it with against, joy. And they do it with joy. Federated yes. does it with joy. Absolutely. Yes, they're here to help your business fend off risks with joy. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, we're going to pause quick, track down our passionate Vikings fan friend, Randy in Cottage Grove, Mackie and Judd. Yeah, we definitely, yeah, every week we need to continue to get better. That's that's the big thing. It's, it's, it's not just playing better, it's getting better. It's getting better in run defense. It's getting better in pass coverage. It's getting better in, in protection. It's getting better in, uh, you know, running the ball. It's, all those things. We, we're, we're trying to get better so we can, you know, if we can get to that spot where we got to get to, that, that's the important part. Mm. Was that a clip from training camp? Uh, no, unfortunately. Wow. That was no. a clip from, wow. it must have been a clip from September. Uh, 
Like early in the season, you got to get better at it. Phil Mackey doing this. Nope. Hmm. That was a clip from that was a clip from last night. That is a clip from last night. Yeah, With the great three, three games, three, three games, three games left. Three games left. Why can't you celebrate the improvement of the Minnesota Vikings? That's true. They Just did win, win last night. Big victory, prime time. Let's get our guy in here. He is the most passionate and knowledgeable Vikings fan we know. He has nailed three Vikings draft picks over the last three years in his pre-draft mocking. He is Randy. In Cottage Grove, Randy Vikes sixty nine on Twitter. What's going on, Randy? I was doing a little uh, little little mocking this morning, actually. Oh wow, really? It's, ne- it's never okay. too early. Uh, um, uh, Kuiper's got his his first one out. Where do you have the Vikings picking in the first round? It's going to depend on how this thing goes down the stretch, isn't it? That's kind of my question. That's how football works. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we make a run. All bets are off. I hope we're picking in the high 20s. I thought you were going to say 31, maybe 32. The early, maybe, maybe the early. You never you know. know. You never know. Early 30. You never know, yeah, Randy. Maybe you never heard of the uh, little guy named Aaron uh, Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was the record the year they won the, 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 the whole thing? Weren't they 10 and 6? I yes. think they were 10 and 6. Yes. They were a wild card. Yep. They were. It's true. It's, and if, if, you, if you start to look, too, you know, the Vikings have snuck back into that seven seed. We'll see what happens tonight with the NFC East We're matchup. The but, you know, the, the the Buccaneers just got shut out, okay? The, the the Packers look like a force, but the Vikings beat the Packers already this season. So, you know, the teams that you might be facing at the top of the NFC don't look so bad to me. We beat the, uh, we beat the Packers. We, we should have beaten the Cardinals. That was a hoist job. Uh, uh, you know, we're... We're peaking at the right time is what's happening. And uh, I, a lot of people, including, including me, a couple of more dark moments this year, you know, kind of lost a little faith. But uh, not now. Not now when you see what, what happened last night. I mean, you know, T- Tampa just lost whatever it was, nine jack or, 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 or whatever. And, yeah. and they, they look human. You know, this is the kind of team that nobody wants to face down the stretch. Listen, I like the optimism here. There it is. Or watch. Yeah. Randy, you should That's tell a, Judd. No, no, I mean, I, Judd, that, Judd that, is, that was black and blue football. It, it's yeah. always goofy in in Soldier Field. A lot of funny things happen down there always, and uh, I, I just you know, those guys they're they're professionals. A lot of people want to say, uh, you know, uh, the Chicago Chicago had some guys out with uh, with the virus or whatever, but but uh, the, the 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 backups that as far as that last I checked, they they get paychecks to play professional football, and and they have pride. And they have skill and and and, and moxie, and a couple of those guys uh, look 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 like they they belong. They belong. They they they, they gave Kirk fits. Uh, you know, I'll I'll admit it. They, they they there were some tight windows. He would have had to force some balls into, and we credit him for for uh, you know just just being 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 careful. There's a lot at stake. You don't want Kirk zinging in in there with with two two guys draped all over uh, uh, Jefferson. Yeah, Mackie. Yeah, no. I, what do you mean, Mackie? I he's basically Mackie? stealing my show notes here. I totally agree. I thought Kirk was magnificent last night. I don't he's know. Efficient. I don't know what Judd's problem is. He's efficient. Peter. He was efficient. Yeah, you know, you know, twenty-four pass attempts and the Vikings won by eight. You know, do the math. That that's great, and, and should have won by more. That that last touchdown was just a garbage bonus yeah. touchdown. We 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 knew that win was in the bag. Just took the foot off the gas, and and, and there's a lot of a lot of positives coming out of this, and. We're gonna run the table. We're gonna we're gonna go eleven and seven. Wow. Uh, 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 whatever that math would be, ten and ten and ten and eight, you're, ten and eight, eleven and seven, whatever gets us. We there. knew what you were saying. You're, Randy. you're super close in there and, somewhere. Yeah. And uh, we and when and we're gonna we're gonna be in that wild card game in, in Green Bay. Okay. We're not we're not only gonna beat you to, to knock you out of that uh, that 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 uh, top spot for home field. We're gonna beat you, and then you're probably gonna have to turn around and play us again. And and, and how do you like that? You like huh? that? Damn right, Randy. Yeah. They say it's the, tough. Uh, the they say it's I'm, tough to I'm, beat a fan. Okay, it's tough to beat a team three times in one season. Not for this team, though. Not, not for not for Zim. All right, let's do it. Let's fire this up. This is Randy and Cottage Grove's stud stable after a Vikings primetime victory over the Chicago Bears. This is a this is a great time a great time of year to be a, a football fan in general, and it's a really great time now to be a. a fan of the Vikes because we're peaking at the right time and we and and Zim's got the guys believing again and and playing hard-nosed tough nasty football 
And that's what you got to do in Chicago. So here's some studs uh, from the uh, game at Soldier Field. Monday night, great game. Uh, first off, I'm going to talk about a guy who doesn't doesn't get a lot of a lot of a lot of high, a lot of accolades, a lot of highlights. But he he played some pretty impressive college football down uh, right down Highway 35 there. And this is Amir Smith, uh, our Mercedes. He's uh, he he caught a touchdown last night that uh, you make a lot of really good you know long in the tooth receivers blush. I mean that is a, that that's a that's a professional catch. And the, the, I like the Selly a little bit too. He, he he the guy's got a he's got something. Keep an eye on him and uh, as the as the days go by here, and old uh, old number nine goes out to pasture. Amir Smith, Marcetti, you're a stud. Yeah, Marcetti. Old number also nine. Also on uh, defense, some uh, I I I I just about wonder what happened to this guy. You know, early earlier on in the year, but uh, but not last night. He was making some some absolute plays, and that's. Uh, that's a, a, a fellow a fellow by the name of Harrison Smith. Earlier on in the year, he, he was a little lost sometimes. People were just carving up that secondary, and I, he's he's got to be the field the, the, the field general out there. Well, last night, we're pretty tough sledding for old uh, Mister Fields, old Mister Justin. So so uh, uh, Harrison, you're back to where you belong, right here in the stable because you're a stud. I thought Harrison Smith, the, the cat and mouse game was yeah. was confusing Justin Fields, having a hard time processing the Harrison Smith like cat football. and mouse game. Love a lot that. of people want to talk about Mark football, uh, yeah. Mark Andrews, Mark, uh, Mark Andrews, and uh, George uh, George Kittles or um, uh, Gronkowski uh, or people like that. As far as the Todd Kelsey's of the best tight ends, yeah. why don't you take a look at a guy who's flying just under the radar, just where we like him to be. A guy who can run a route almost as well as a wide receiver, okay. and a guy who can block a little bit here and there too. He, he needs to be, needs to maybe do a little more of it, but uh, he's got the flow. He's been in the stable before this year, and last night he won won another spot, in my opinion. Uh, and and that is got Gronk, Gronklin. They got Gronklin. We got Conklin. Tyler Conklin, your stud. Yes, mm. take that, Jacqueline. Dude, well, here he, comes. He, his, uh, he got right up after that fifteen yard egregious hit too. Just popped right back up, shook off the cobwebs, and went right back to the huddle. Yep. He's a tough, he's a tough customer. Uh, here, here now, there's two, two guys left, and this will be, of course, the, starting with the super stud uh, for this week. And I don't know how you can give give uh, I give the super duper stud to anyone but this guy, except someone leapfrogged him. So last night, uh, just because he he just really just just managed the game and kept it uh you know within within reach and and really played great clock time and everything else and and really got in Nagy's head you know those these guys look at each other they, they, you think they weren't cussing and and bitching and cussing from the sidelines so mike zimmer you're back in the stable and this week you are a super stud wow i feel like you wanted him fired about six different times this year now he's a super stud gives and that. finally uh, the guy who a lot of people want to make make fun of his uh, his primetime record, not me, not anymore. He's got got a couple of victories the last two years on on Monday Night Football, and uh, he he just knows how to win. He knows how to win. A lot of people say, you know, what's the most important skill for a for a, for a signal caller, uh, you know, for the for a quarterback? And they say, oh, it's ah, uh, he's got to have a cannon, got to have a hose, got to know how to check down, he's got to got to know how to audible. Maybe the number one skill that, that just really gets underrated is just getting in a tough environment and walking out with the W. And that's what happened last night. You know, he maybe didn't put up those big flashy numbers that he knows he can put up, but he put his ego on the side and he put the team on his back and he said, guys, we're coming out of here with a W in a tough environment. And this is the time of year you do not want to face old number eight. Kirk Cousins, this week you earned it, buddy. You are a super duper Stud. Yes. Like there it is. Like that, that is the Randy and Cottage Grove stud stable. And he's and like usual, there's just no back and forth. He just he just leaves. Peace no Wanum hangs up. No DJ. Yeah. Three sacks last night. Conklin. No stud. love, man. Three weeks ago, Randy on this same program started crying and demanded that Kirk and Zim <laughs> be gone. And now <laughs> look at him. Didn't he call him like a beta or something or soft? I can't remember what. what uh, bozo. Bozo. A bozo. A bozo. He loves the word bozo. A bozo. If you're bozo. the beta guy. He's the bozo. Bozo's a great 
Great. Insult word. Yeah. You oh, bozo. Yeah. Clown is another one. It's clean, but it sounds dirty. A few years ago, I don't know if you remember it, but Judd actually meant it. We were like in the conference room. He called me a halfwit. And that is also a very good one. <laughs> what? I said something I smart ass and Judd was writing and I, I, I didn't annoy him, but he, he like the vigor roll he went through. No, you half wit. The way he said it with the vigor roll. Like I, I. Vitriol. Is, vitriol. is vigor roll a word? Vitriol. Now I'm mixing up my words. But he called me a half wit and he meant it. And it's also a very good insult. Half yeah, wit. Yeah, there's, you're, you're blending two words. Vitriol <clears throat> would be like anger. And vigor. And is, vigor would vigorous. be like. Yeah, like strong or yeah. forceful. I guess both. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, he called half, me a half-wit half mentor. good. It's a good one. Uh, you half-wit? <laughs> like Matt Nagy's kind of a half-wit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's yeah. just kind of a kind of a jester. The Bears as a whole are bozos. <laughs> but Matt is probably just, just play Doink the Clown music on loop, and that's the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> just put the big nose on them. <laughs> Well, they used to have that show on WGN TV in Chicago. It was like literally called Bozo the Clown. Yeah, Bozo the Clown. And it was like a like a variety show. My kids, the clown. Maybe that maybe they can reenact that on like Fox NFL needs. Sunday. Score North <laughs> needs a Bozo the Clown show, and I'll play Bozo, and I'll bring Patrick on sometimes too, and we could be dueling Bozos. Okay, I like Score you North. Find a red clown nose on Amazon, and let's do a segment every week on Mackie and Judd or Purple Daily. It's like. Judd Zolgad's clown, clown of, of the week. week or something. And I put the clown nose on? Yes. Yes. Oh, that'd be awesome. Go mm-hmm. on Amazon or have well, have Dawn help you on I Amazon. Say, I don't know how to do that, but Dawn can do it for me. <laughs> she she orders stuff, okay? I'm not in charge of that here. I'm going to write this down. Segment idea. Clown yep. of There's crap the week. at my door clown every of the week. single day, it feels like, that she has gotten. Declan, how long can we? Because we're doing on Purple Daily, we're doing uh, you know Declan wants someone's ass fired. Yeah, is that something like? Is that a fifty-two week thing? Uh, like, is that not for? Or you, do you just want to save that for football? Season? I think that's I mean, no, just but for like you, you can season. do it across the board. You can yeah, fire yeah. Like, you can fire anybody I could fire want. people in sports or fire you know just idiots in in corporate and whatnot. Um, yeah, we can make that maybe more of a Mackie and Judd thing. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it'd be tough. I it'd like be it. tough if it was just football specific yeah. for you yeah. to be firing people. Like, right? You know, it's like you know, third week in June, and like the assistant special teams coordinator is being fired. I want the head groundskeeper <laughs> at, at TCO Performance Center fired. I hear the, I hear the terse not doing well. Uh, all right, we got like I don't know, we got a few minutes left until you guys have to uh, have to get into a bonus scoop session with our friend Doogie. So let's make a, at least one lap around the room here. Who gets it? Who doesn't? Another Tuesday staple on. Mackie and Judd. We'll start with Judd. Who doesn't get it? I'm going to go with the story that we have not gotten to yet, but it happened on Saturday very quickly. Who doesn't get it? Bashad Breeland. All right. Bashad Breeland got a chance here, right? In June, one-year contract, come in. The Vikings gave him a starting job. Like, this was a prime opportunity. And Dude's a clown. And he is. He's a bozo. He came in here (laughs) and, you know, Hacksher, I, you're, I'm going to play, you know, call me BZ. That's what people call me, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, by Saturday, he something took place where he was basically told, don't bother practicing, stand off to the side. So it devolved into, it sounds like Breland getting into a shouting match with coaches and teammates, and yeah. he was released. And and this guy, the, the perfect encapsulation, of the Breland time here, which I believe was, what, 13 games or 12 games? The perfect encapsulation is not once but twice there there were home games in which if you look down at the sideline, he was puking into a garbage can. He literally puked up his entire chance to play an important role on what should have been a good team and got himself released. That is the height of who doesn't get it. And by the way, we also found out he's being sued civilly because he had a condo or apartment where which is of course 2021 no smoking he and his buddies were smoking weed which is i really don't care about but they were doing it in the apartment and it was going through to other people's apartments and the smoke was infiltrating their apartments according to these people you're not supposed to be smoking smoking period though i am a hundred percent on the side of Judd here, like 
I don't care. You smoke well, weed, smoke cigarettes, yeah, smoke, 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 smoke cigars. But like, don't if it's smoke. Com- if it's coming through into my living room and it's and it's a heavy, thick well, you're not supposed scent. to smoke inside. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Just, anyway, uh, though, find like, another find another space. Everything everything that Breland did it is absolutely a who doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. Sounds like Declan, I don't want to incriminate him here, mm-hmm. but it sounds like Declan's fine with just people just like smoking in the vents and other people's I'm, apartments. I'm okay stuff. with it. Doesn't bug me. It's awfully selfish. It's yeah, very really selfish. I'm a selfish guy, but uh, yeah, no. It, but I agree with Judd, but Shot Breland does not get it. 100%. He, all those reasons are still valid, though. Well, and you're not entitled, like, like I don't, you know, go out, go outside and smoke joints. I, I honestly don't care about that, but just go outside and do it. Don't do it inside, people. Maybe him and his buddy should have done edibles that don't have, uh, you know, a scent. That actually, make but, me, uh, yeah. uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but okay, never mind. <laughs> what? I could make the what case that? that when you're baking edibles, that's actually much more of a stronger scent than the smoke. So. Oh, I didn't know you. You or baked? so you or think. so I've or, heard. Or so you've read on. So what I've them. seen in my apartment and smell. I, I I thought you bought them and could eat them without baking them. I didn't realize. But the process of making them. them Apparently, is very smelly. <laughs> Hold on, allegedly. A allegedly. Did you go? Did you Google this to find? Yeah, I, I've Googled it. Yeah, I've plenty Googled of it. websites. To yeah, educate plenty of websites. Yourself. Yeah, well, Thank right, folks, State, if go you smell yeah. if you smell some weird stuff coming from Declan's <laughs> condo, now you know why. Yep, that's right. Um. All right, who gets it? You know what? Judgment trashing. The Monday Night Football broadcast on every show that we've done so far <laughs> in the last awful. 24 hours. Terrible. But you know who gets it is Brian Greasy. I was very underwhelmed when they announced the pairings or the, or the trio for Monday Night Football. It's like, okay, is it, why we just, we're just bringing you know, a bunch of you know, sort of B, C listers here? Well, A, they were saving their money for the Manning cast, which I'm sure cost them an arm, a leg, and maybe another leg. Uh, but I didn't know that Brian Greasy was just going to be slinging takes on these broadcasts. Last night, he spent the last five to ten minutes of the fourth quarter calling for Matt Nagy to be fired straight up on the Monday Night Football broadcast. How many times, even like John Madden was opinionated, you know, you know, Troy Aikman's been doing this thing a long time, and Tony Romo. Like, jobs, though, you're right. Those guys don't go that far. And yep. Brian Greasy right. comes on, he's like, I don't know if a producer said, "Guys, uh, we're a little bland here, you know, especially without the Manning cast to back us up." Let's uh, let's turn it into more of an opinionated talk show, which I think is the direction that sports broadcast should go in. Like, give me some takes, man. Don't don't sugarcoat it. If you think Matt Nagy should be canned, let's hear it. The whole Chicago fan base is listening. Let's do this. And he went there, and I thought it was great. So, Brian Greasy, thank you for slinging takes on the Monday Night Football <laughs> broadcast. Big fan. Yes. Cooking up takes. <laughs> I mean, if he's not going to sling takes, then like, how is he going to keep that job long term, anyways? Right? Yeah, like, you almost have to have takes. I'm telling you, yeah. man. Give me, give me some moss in that booth. You would give sling me some moss in that booth. You would sling. Takes. I think he's good. He's very good. If, as a, as a third I think he's guy, good. yeah, third guy. Yeah. I, I, I think you, you, you do need like yes, you know, more traditional color commentator guy that can kind of like you know. I don't think Moss is the most organized guy all the time and you can kind of tell like he's there to just like be goofy and yeah sling some takes on the broadcast i think i think he's doing what he's asked though because my perception of of him is he is a really brilliant player so like i bet he could break yeah. down things oh I, I bet yeah, yeah absolutely really well if he wanted to yep all right dex Next. who gets it who doesn't all right speaking of cooking up things i'll say who doesn't get it deep dish pizza Deep dish pizza does not get it. And I know my old friend Rami oh, Makhlouf wow. is on wow. a rampage back on I-94 right now to handcuff me out of this studio. Uh, I don't like deep dish pizza. It's a pie. I like pie, and I like pizza. I don't want this insane stacked layer of, of crap in my pizza. I don't want to sit down at a restaurant when you go to a deep dish place and they say, hey, by the way, when we order, when you put in this order for this deep dish pizza, it's going to take 50 minutes. I'm not sitting on my ass for 50 minutes for pizza. It's not what, happening. What, what else do you have to do? You just order a cocktail and chill out. No, I'm not waiting order, 50 order minutes some wings. for pizza. It's not happening. And, and an then experience. for the Monday night football yeah. broadcast, for that to be brought in, like, oh, Lisa Salter, well, I have sausage. I don't give a crap. You have pizza? 
Call the football game. Call the football game. Deep dish pizza. I don't want anything to do with it. And I love pizza, but it's not pizza. Dude, it's disappointing. Not pizza. That's a disappointing take. Declan, sports son, I got one thing to say. Actually, a whole sentence. I've never been so proud. Oh, he's exactly right. Deep dish pizza is the most overrated. First of all, you can't have a cocktail because you're so damn full from the deep dish pizza (laughs) that it's pointless because your stomach is so filled up. Pizza, thin crust, baby. Thin crust. Well, I'm not going to fight you on thin crust. I I mean, I like all kinds of pizza, and I do love thin crust. Thin crust is my favorite if I'm only going to get to choose one, but I'm a big deep dish guy. And that Lou Malnati's they were slinging on TV last night. I don't know if that was paid product placement or what that was, but that had my mouth. When it requires a fork and knife to cut into that's that's pie, that's not pizza. That's not pizza. It's okay. Call it what you want. It's delicious. I don't want a meal that's going to force me to to take a nap or stop drinking my (laughs) my surly beer. That's what I don't want. And deep dish pizza is eliminates any chance of beer drinking. It's an experience. I mean, it is a little bit of a turnoff when you go to a, you know, go to a place and like, yeah, yeah, it'll take uh, take an hour and a half. Yeah, to, yeah. Dex is right to about bring that it to too. your table. No, I've no. never enjoyed the wait. And then you got to eat some appetizers to sort of. You and know, then you're filled. The up. best is if like if there's a game on or something and you can watch a game while you wait. That's cool. But what are you gonna eat? So I'm with you on like it filling you up. Yeah. But in general, I think you guys My are way off base. On. No. My sports son, exactly right. Ridiculous. All right. That's who gets it, who doesn't. Randy and Cottage Grove. Uh, tomorrow, so we've got, let's see, two weeks left in the Write That Down competition. Both classic Write That Down on Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. So a lot to be decided here. A lot on the line the next couple weeks on Write That Down, the most transparent, innovative segment in sports talk. So be sure to check that out. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Mackie and Judd, see you guys. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.